Hey guys, welcome back. This is Castlin and Always Acting Up. This is a podcast where I share all of my tips, tricks, and how-tos. You'll learn a couple things along the way. We also have industry conversations where you can learn all of the secrets to success. And speaking of that success, I have a guest and we're going to talk about what it is that you need to do to have to reach a certain level of success, all about the Latin Grammys winning and being nominated, and working with internationally known artists. But first, I want to give a shout out to all of you guys who have been listening, following, joining in on this journey. As you know, I have a brand new blog, alwaysactingupblog.com, where I share elements to help you look, feel, and perform better in front of the camera and in life. So thank you guys so much for supporting. This one is for you. You guys deserve it. And I have to introduce you to my guest. I am super excited because I've never had a guest like him before on my podcast. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him first. We have, first of all, he's a graduate of the LA Recording School, otherwise known as, I believe it's Laughs, a winner Pay attention, a winner of six Latin Grammys for his work with music superstars, Natalia Lafourcade, did I say that right? And Carlos Vives. He's an audio engineer and mixer, and he's worked and contributed on more than 60 feature films and albums. And he currently works as a studio manager for Carlos Vives in Bogota, Colombia. You guys, welcome Andres let me, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it. Andres Borda Zabala. There you go. You, you nail it. You nail it. <laughs> thank you so much for that introduction. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so excited because we're going to, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. You yourself are extremely successful. You work with successful people. You have, you have uh, some nominations for the Latin Grammys coming up. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Actually, it's, I, I worked in this in uh, I worked in the song obviously, obviously the the denomination it's 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 more focused for the artists in this nomination because uh, in this category sorry because it's nailed more for the for the song but yeah definitely I worked as an audio engineer in the in the in the song that is called Cancion Bonita uh, for Carlos Vives and Ricky Martin. That's so cool. I'm gonna. Have, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about Grammys. Yeah, please. But first, I need you to kind of explain. I know you are a sound, um, an audio engineer and mixer. Can you tell us like exactly like what that is? Like break it down for us, because I have an idea, but sure. I, I think that you, being the expert, could tell me a little bit better. Sure. No. No problem at all. Uh, well. Um... Uh, the, the music industry, the music, pretty much like the albums, music, everything has a progress, uh, a process. Uh, obviously, to record, we have to record the music. We have to um, pre-product the music. We have to make arrangements. Uh, obviously, every every music, every idea of music comes from a seed of of like an imagination. It could be for something that the artist is is currently trying to to proceed. And obviously, it has to start by different different stages: the recording, the mixing, the mastering. So obviously, when that that all all fits together, it comes down to being a um, an album that you're gonna hear in the different platforms, Spotify, Title, whatever. So uh, obviously, in my role, my uh, I do pretty much uh, recording engineering in the studio. That that would be like the first stage, and uh, music has to record itself. Obviously, you need an engineer that knows how to record that that music. Uh, how to uh, know note the characteristics of where are you recording the studio? If you you're doing it in a studio, in a home studio, different mics, different uh, uh, 
um, different things that you need to do tools to so you can have a better a better sound, uh, less noise, a lot of things that you have to do so the music just perceives in a very good quality, and that happens in the first stage. And after that, uh, you have to do a process of editing. You have to obviously obviously tune sometimes a lot of, of the artists. You have to do a lot of cleaning because not everything that you record everything is correct. Sometimes you have to do a lot of the hard work so everything just perceives in a very good man uh, very good way and after that that goes into the mixing that that could be done but by another mix engineer that is focusing just in mixing and not editing not recording and in mixing you just pretty much grasp everything that is in the session uh, of the recording and just you have to paste it everything so you can sound it has to sound in a very good quality balanced uh, it has to be balanced in dynamics and and frequencies uh, the different effects you have to put everything in, in 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 the perspective of how the artist wants to to have the music just play for the people and after that it goes into the mastering the mastering is a process where where the music has to go to a certain level where everybody's going to listen to at the same volume and the uh, same uh, characteristics and everything so everything just sticks at the same place at the same time it has to be very very well uh, reproduced so that's that's mainly the the different stages that music has to do for 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 me uh, for um, for film and for television. It's a different process, obviously, because every industry has different guidelines. So so the so the product has to go. But for music, in my side, uh, everything starts in a studio, and after that, it just goes from stage to stage until it just it just pops and it's and it's and it's a single and it's and it's pretty much in a disc or it's in a in a platform, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. it. It sounds like it's something that I need for my podcast. Like I need someone to be. Here yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, actually I do. I, I do that also for podcasts. We need to have a different confirmation after that because actually just like two months, not like four months ago, I was working with a, with a person at a podcast uh, creator in LA mm -hmm. and I did a, an, an immersive experience that maybe you're going to like it. So yeah, we definitely need to talk about it. Yeah. It, it's a lot of work. I, I tell people on this podcast, yeah, like I, I had. I didn't know anything about audio or audio editing before I started. And now like my knowledge is like teeny, 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 yeah, tiny. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's and it's something that you learn in school that sometimes they'd say, Hey, you can have a, an amazing uh, camera. You can be filming in a different, different ways. And it, you have uh, an amazing background or whatever, but if sound is not as good as, as the, as the visual part, it's always going to be lacking and sound is very important. So sometimes people don't don't realize because obviously the attention it just goes different ways. But yeah, definitely sound just changes everything. I hear filmmakers talking about that all the time. They're like, yeah, video is like important. Yes, it's important, but the most important thing is your sound. Because I think if people they can't hear or the audio is distorted or whatever the case is, they just right, peace out. Right. Like they just yeah, cannot follow course. the story. And so just curious, is a audio engineer, you guys clean it. You guys really, you guys kind of do everything. Is it similar to a producer or a producers, the one who sort of like make the beats? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's very important. Very, very good question. Actually, uh, the producers, the producers is like the, like the, the director, like in the film or is the one that is taking with the artist, like the whole path of how the, the, the music is going to be compound with what instruments, what ideas, what melodies, um, they're, they're going to decide how it's going to be the music, uh, how you're going to listen it in, in a very like 
I don't know, like it could be in a minor, it could be if they're going to do something with different instruments, they're going to make the decisions between and the, and the producer is the one that is going to take all the, the path of the production complete into the final stages. But obviously, uh, for a good producer, he needs to understand that it's very important to have different people on the on the track, because obviously different perspectives and creative thinking of different persons are going to change the whole path of how the song is going to go. So sometimes producers make all the work and they're, they're the ones that are recording. They're the ones that are editing and producing and mastering. And it happens. Nowadays it happens, but sometimes it's not the best way to do it because obviously you need people with different perspectives so they can just push a little bit more the, the production. So in my, in my way, I'm not considered a producer because I'm not the one that I, that is taking that decisions, but I'm taking the decisions in my, in my stage of work that, that, that would be recording, recording Carlos Vives, uh, uh, vocals, uh, maintaining all the, the quality of the song and editing and just picturing everything that is great. So that can pass to a different stage that the producer is going to decide. Maybe he's going to mix it with, with uh, an engineer in LA and later on, he's going to master it maybe in New York. So wow. But every stage has to be in very good uh, conditions, so everything just adds up. How I'm just I'm just curious, real fast. How much fun is it to record a song? Because like I've seen like behind the scenes videos, and it just it just looks like a bunch of artists and people creating and like having I don't know pizza parties and stuff. You guys just look like you're having so much fun. I'm like I wish I could sing, but I can't. <laughs> you guys just uh, well, have a ball. I, you have an amazing voice, by the way. You have an amazing voice, so you never know. Actually, I can't. But but. <laughs> but yeah, but actually it's, it's very, it's very, the, 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 the whole vibe and, and the studio where everything just starts because everything starts with a seed. Everything can start with a piano and with the artist just singing melodies and thinking out loud and whatever or with a guitar. And that happens a lot with Carlos, actually. He, he gets his producer that it's an amazing uh, guitar player and he just starts jamming and he just starts making just like just singing without lyrics and everything and just everything starts building up a little bit more and into a stage where the producer needs to hey we need to put rhythm we need to start like putting everything in control so in the studio it's a different way of, of working because you can be hours it's like in the studios you never know when you're gonna go out you know you're not you're, you know when you're gonna get in into the studio but you never know at what time so maybe sometimes the the, the production goes 15, 18, 20 hours of, 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 of work and you never know, but it's, it's different in different ways. Obviously in my, in my position that I'm the one that are, I'm technical, I have to be recording. I have to be always one step before the, uh, the producers and the artists, obviously that's my work, but obviously the, the whole vibe, it gets very good because sometimes you can drink, you can, you can work and sometimes you eat a lot and, and I've seen it can videos. be hours and hours and hours. So, but yeah, it's, but also it depends a lot in the studio. It depends on the artist. It depends on the timings of the production. It's always, it's always very different. Sometimes you have to do a lot of work in so much, uh, in so little time. And sometimes you have a lot of work. So a lot of time, so you can have a little bit more flexible. Yeah. And how did you know, like, that you, this is what you wanted to do. Cause I know you went to the LA recording, uh, did I say it correctly? LA recording school. Did you know what you wanted to do? And then you went to school or do you go to school because you know, you want to be involved in music and then they sort of place you where your talents lie. How does that work out? No, actually, um, 
I think for all, all different careers, maybe it could work different. For my for my side, like I was like in I don't know, it was like uh, one year before I graduated from 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 school, from pretty much from uh, how do you say from high school. And in high school, I just I had it very clear that I wanted to to start understanding how the music works, how the music industry, how do you produce, how do you create a song that you're listening in the disc in a in a, in a CD, how do you how do you get there? Like I love to have my songs and everything, but I didn't know how to get that quality to that level. So I started to, to so I started to trying to see, hey, where do I study this? And in that time, I was living in Mexico City. And um, actually, there were no so much schools. I studied a little bit like a certificate in Mexico, but I I didn't feel very fresh when I when I got out. I didn't feel very secure about what I was learning, and I I, I really just wanted to be in those in the place where everything just happens. And obviously, in that time and right now, obviously, LA is 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 one of the best places where music just pops out. So I started I started to see op- options, and I and I just saw LA Film School with Los Angeles Recording School, and I was obviously very, very focused, and I didn't. I know that I was, I was, I, I was very direct in my choice about. Uh, in that time, I, I did the Associates of Recording Arts. That is pretty much understanding everything about sound and just uh, learning about every different field, push production, live sound, uh, recording studios, and everything. So for me, it was like Disneyland. Like I, I, I had everything. Yeah. And in the in the table, so for me it was not so difficult. Like, but I know that sometimes uh, students happens that they don't know what they want, but they go in and they just everything goes in different ways. But in my side, I know that I wanted to start to start working in studios as soon as possible. I I wanted to work in uh, Warner and Sony in the big studios where they record all the, the music for the films. That was my that was my target actually. Films. But it was very hard. But but I started to work more in the music industry, and for me, it was it was awesome. But that was the way. And obviously, Los Angeles Film School was the one that teach me the right connection of how to go from from being a student to going to a pro. Yeah. And how long is like a typical program? Because you mentioned an associate's degree, which is like two years. Right. Is that you guys yeah. have like general education classes too, or it's just a curriculum of like this type of music, this type of audio, or you know. Yeah, in that in that in in that state, I think that was like ten years ago. Uh, obviously, the the associates uh, there was no bachelor in that time for for sound, so I did the associates, and I was an uh, like uh, I was outside from the states. I was a, a international student, so I I needed to do the associates a little bit faster. Uh, but yeah, we had classes of, of physics, math, um, different things about I think it was all lectures and stuff. They combine it obviously with the other the other classes that are formed for the, for the associates. Gotcha. But yeah, it was a good mixture. Right now, there's a lot of different alternatives in the school. So yeah, like for me right now, it would be, it would be obvious obvious it would be have been awesome to 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 study the bachelor's. But in that time, I just wanted to to study as soon as possible and go into the into the industry because I know that the process of going from yeah. from student to to a studio in LA was very it's it's a slow. It's, it's slow and hard. Yeah. That's actually what I, I was curious upon graduation. It, like, what is the period? Like, do they sort of like give you in, not give you, do you have to earn internships towards, you know, record agencies? Do you like, I don't know, like sign to a label? Like, how do you start working up once you graduate? 
Because I feel like that's right, always right, yeah. the most difficult thing for people. Like, where do I go from Yeah, there? yeah, of course. Well, uh, in the creative side, and uh, maybe it could be animation, it could be a lot of alternatives in the creative world. I don't know how exactly it works for every every career, but in my side, that is the sound department. Um, it's hard. It's hard because obviously the industry has a lot of com- competition. A lot of people are are going from one step and step and step inside their studios, inside the labels and everything. So obviously the um, it's a lot of a lot of, of having a lot of, of confidence and and proving to the to to the people that are hiring you that you want to start from zero and that you need to gain a lot of trust because a lot obviously you're working with a lot of talented people a lot of professionals a lot of of artists that are high class or whatever but at, at the end of the day you need to to know how to work with clients so sometimes people they just don't know how to handle pressure working with the psychology of artists and and you have to adapt at the end of the day you have to adapt with everything so that's very hard to 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 grasp it in the in the school you need to do it by by learning it day after day and, and after day so but like in Mexico and Colombia it works different because uh, the industry it's a little bit more faster in and you have to go in a little bit more faster but in the states and I think in LA the process is a, it's a little bit slow you have to start from being a runner and then you have to be maybe an assistant and after that maybe another assistant or maybe you have you you grasp it to be an, uh, an engineer at the studio but sometimes you don't have the spot of being an engineer you have to be from assistant and then you have to go freelance and maybe you have to go to another job. But the, at the end of the day, what think what things are a little bit, a little bit more, more that is more pro is that you just start getting a little bit of credits. You start getting more projects and everything. And that's Zeus, but that happens in a lot of years, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, so, ulti- yeah, but it's a slow, time. it's a slow. Ultimately time. And when you graduate, do you kind of already have like a demo reel of like your work and what you can do? So then you can use it to freelance and get those jobs. Do they help you create that? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it, 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 at the end of the day, it, it depends in, in yourself because maybe you can just finish the high, the, the associates and whatever, and you start knocking doors and you don't have anything. But but I, in my side, I I know that like one year before I graduated from from Lars, uh, I started working in a lot of of um, independent uh, short films. So I started to grasp a little bit more, um, trying to get a little bit more credits in, in sound design and, and ambience and foley's and whatever, trying to get a little bit more. And I think that helps a lot to start building and sort of sense a reel that it just starts from from zero, from ten, whatever. But it's very important actually to start like proving to yourself and to others that hey, I'm I'm working a lot and I'm doing things that are building up and building up and building up. And obviously one door opens and you start working with a different artist and another door opens and then you start working with a different artist that you never imagined. And that happens. Maybe you're very, you're, you're not, you're maybe like two years from, from graduating and maybe you start working with a very high class artist that you never expected, but that happens. But that also depends on where you're going to knock the door with what people you're going to do network that's 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 pretty much it like you have to do a lot of network and and knowing people that are in this industry that can give you their the hand so you can yeah i I think that helps build your own confidence as well because i sometimes feel like if you're thrown into a situation you're just like i don't know what to do i can't handle it it's it's a lot of pressure trying to figure out what you're doing while you're thrown in a situation around a bunch of professionals and and i in that 
and actually it doesn't happen all, all, only just when you're starting later on obviously things get a little bit more more intense and you start working with different products that are very high class and they're a little bit with more pressure and it's like the same the same hey can i do this or can the, 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 uh, maybe as as a professional you get a little bit of doubts hey can i do it and yeah that's that's pretty much the the adventure of being a pro like you have to go always going going forward going forward trying to open doors trying to commit yourself to new things and to explore new paths because that's the way that you're going to get to from here to this, to, to another place. Yeah. It's, it's scary, but you got to do it. And so how did you, yeah. who, cause you've worked with Ricky Martin, um, Natalia, Carlos, who was your first like big name that you started working with and, and how did you get connected? How did that, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually when I, I the, the first thing that I think that I was very proud of, of that I worked was in LA when I actually like, I would I would say like two months after that that I finished uh, Lars, I got um I got an opportunity in a very good studio with uh, two different uh, Mexican producers that are very good producers, and they had their their studio in Santa Monica. So, but before that, I was like, hey, how can I connect? I started to sending a lot of of, of curriculums to the studios in LA, and it's it was very hard, not a not a lot of 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 good results. People told me that. Maybe like in six months or in a year, they're going to open doors for runners and everything. So I was a little bit concerned because obviously as an international student, they give you only one year after you finish. So you can, wow. so you can work as a, as a, as a student, but officially worked as a, as a, as a person in the States. So for me, I was, I was having the clock just tickling, tickling, and tickling. So I started to, 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 uh, knowing people and everything and, and from connections and working and, and trying to, to explore different doors and connections. I got a connection from Sony in, in LA, Sony music. And just, I just, I went with him, uh, with him just to talk and just have a little chat and just so he can recommend or he can say, Hey, do this and do that. And he told me, Hey, I'm going to connect you with my, with the peers that I worked in and that I study in, in, in that moment in Berkeley and they're working in LA knock on doors, see what happens. And that's it. And from those like six doors that I knocked, only one told me, Hey, you want to be the assistant, but I cannot pay you, but you're going to go straight from being an assistant. You're not going to be a runner or nothing. You're going to just go from straight on working with me side by side. So that was good because obviously the Mexican producers, we had a different vibe, obviously letting people sometimes get a little bit more connections and ways of working. And they told me, Hey, do this, do that. And we're not going to pay you, but you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. And I started just assisting and working a lot with different sessions from TV, music, um, um, obviously also like managing the studio, cleaning up, doing some chat. Uh, how do you say like uh, different things that I needed to do in the, in the day that the, that the engineer couldn't do because he was working, I would do them. And also at the same time, I was working with the artists side by side doing some stuff. So in that in in that whole process with with them, I worked in, in two albums. The first one was uh, one from a, a very famous Mexican artist that is called Donel Garcia. That they had a very huge Mexican band in the old days that it was called Sin Bandera, and I worked with him and I and directly we started working in a in an album with him and that was my first credit as a, an assistant engineer. In a, so for me it was very important because I I I saw the name in the in the album in the box. And that was, that was something, that was something. And also I started working with different um, 
American artists and everything. But that was like the main, the main one that just like started like, hey, that's that's something that I was very proud of. Yeah, I always feel, and I've said this before, I'm like, I just need to get like one foot in the door. Cause once you get that one foot in the door, like everything opens. Because now, since you worked with that one Mexican artist, another artist says, Oh, you've worked with so and so. Let me work with you as well. And that's how yeah. it just grows and builds and builds. And- yeah, it builds yeah, up. I I think that's 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 something that every every person that that starts obviously everybody starts from scratch. That's that's normal, but you have to go with the flow. I think that's something that that I think it happens also not only in work. It happens with relationships. It happens with a lot of things. Is hey, just go with the flow. Let life just surprise you because you never know who are, who are gonna who are you gonna um, meet in the studio in the. In a coffee shop or whatever, you never know that everything can open a doors for something that just changes your life. Yeah, and I apply that the same thing with with people when I recommend other people is, hey, you're you're always one one step from your life can be changed because of work. Of, you never know. I like that what you said. Let life surprise you. And I was thinking, and I've had some conversations because you worked as a foreign student. And, you know, I, I would imagine you had limited visa. You said one year after recording school. I always wonder if yeah. your work ethic is a little bit stronger because you only have X amount of time. Whereas like when I was living in LA and I was acting, I thought I was working hard, but I was a little complacent because I, I wasn't, you know, there wasn't any like deadlines or timelines. And I always question whether people, I know there's a lot of Australians, Canada, everybody comes to LA. Right. And I always see them succeeding, succeeding. I'm like, I'm wondering if it's just your work ethics a little bit harder because you have a, a deadline or of some, some sort. You yourself are incredibly successful and you've worked with a lot of successful people. Is it that work ethic or do you notice if there's other types of qualities that you see in those artists or people who are successful that you may not see? Well, that's that, it's 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 an interesting question. Uh, like, um, I'm very grateful with life, and I'm very grateful that 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 my career has opened in, in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm 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 very curious about how to connect with other people and how to try to advance more. Um, at the end of the day, I want to do what I love, but at the same time, I just also want to be always going forward. And going forward, always you need to make a sacrifice at some point. And making sacrifices, it doesn't mean that it's something that you don't like. Making sacrifices means that sometimes you have to say, hey, it's not working here. We have to open doors in another place. We have to move to another city or we have to do two, two things. So so for me, it was uh, I got the opportunity of being in L.A. I, I thought I was going to stay in L.A. But since I was I was in L.A., I'd say, hey, I need to I need to make it happen. I need to go to the studios. I need to 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 know people. At the end of the day, those are the people that are going to. Uh, they're gonna give me the work, so I need to understand how they work, how they how how the industry works, and everything. And but I always say, hey, if you have a good vibe, good energy, you wanna be there. You wanna prove to the people that hey, I wanna stay here. Like if we wanna, if we need to stay thirty hours here in the studio, let's do it. It's not it's not a problem for me. Hey, if you wanna record again, all this track again, I know it's gonna be a hassle, but yeah. hey. Don't worry. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like I think everything comes down in in the attitude because sometimes you know you know a lot of people in the in the street that are a pain in the ass 
and they they have a lot of constraints and limitations and i say why like for me that it doesn't because at the end of the day they're you're, you're paying me or or the artist or whatever you're paying me so i could be flexible with you so you can you can work your ass off and do amazing things but you you have to be on the same page as me and sometimes i think that's the problem with people that people get a little bit limitations and and you're working for a client at the end of the day so it's you have you have to understand everything that surrounds that artist and that client so i think it's the attitude and and the way of always trying to to go for more yeah that's super interesting I, I don't know. You know, we, we see like artists and we see actors and we're like, oh, they are just, you know, they must have worked really hard, but you have to think of the team behind them all the time. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. their classes, their teachers, their managers, and so many people come together to really make one artist. So when, you know, you guys win an award or so-and-so has success, it's everybody's success. Like <laughs> it is not just this yes. one person because everybody really made this made it happen together which is right like, right something right and, yeah and we understand that, that the fame and the artists and grammys and oscars and obviously everything comes down to a person that represents everything or the movie the director obviously and and we understand that we're we're we're, we're working in an industry that it's a lot of people a lot of people a lot of a lot of persons that are working at the same direction so yeah obviously uh it's Sometimes you never know. Sometimes uh, uh, credits they just don't go. Sometimes I, I, I can. I was working in Sony Music Studios in in Mexico City, and there are a lot of credits that they they never they never gave me because sometimes people they just work they don't work as as you need to work. But it, but it happens. But it it just comes to, down to you. Like hey, I worked in that album. I worked. I did my work. I did my my part of the deal and everything. So yeah, it, it comes down to that, but it's, it's very important when you work with people that really just focuses, Hey, you did that. And they're going to support your credit. They're going to support your work. And that's something that sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't get it. And sometimes you do like, and in, in this case, I work with uh, Carlos and his, his wife, that is Claudia. And with both of them, they're incredible persons. And they're people that always are, they're, they're, they're supporting your work. So that also changes your work, your way of working because you're surrounded with people that just go to the same direction as you go. All creative minds. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. I'm so distracted. If, if you guys are watching um, on the YouTube video, he actually has his Grammys like right behind him. <laughs> so I'm like, this Sorry. is so cool. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, let's sure. just go ahead and talk about the Grammys. You're currently nominated, you sure. said, for a song. Can you tell us the song and artist one more time? Yeah, uh, the song is called Canción Bonita. Um, uh, that was, that, that was, that, that idea of the song started here in, in Bogota in the studio with, uh, uh, Carlos producers like two years ago. And actually that song was like underneath the table and nothing happened uh, until like, um, a couple of months ago that everything just started again. And they, they, they brought together Carlos and Ricky Martin and everything pops up. Obviously another producers came into the song from the side of Ricky Martin they change a little bit the song and everything, but the whole idea started here in Colombia, actually. And it started as a different song, but but that happens when when you collide different artists into different uh, different productions. And yeah, the song is called Canción Bonita and it's made by Carlos and also by Ricky Martin. 
yeah, it's nominated for two categories. I think it's a uh, best song of of the Latin Grammys this year, and for another category of of I think Latin Latin or pop pop uh, best pop song I think. But yeah, it's it has two nominations for product for for mainly for composition. But obviously, if the if the song uh, wins the Latin Grammy from 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 the part of the of the whole team, we get a certificate of that that we won in average obviously, but the whole the whole Grammy goes for the artist because it's is mainly the category for composition. So on for the artist that made the, the, the whole song because the the written and everything. But if if that would be maybe in best album or best uh, recording of the year or different category, yes, we get the the opportunity of winning one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was curious about that. I'm always wondering, like, does everybody on the team get a Grammy, right. or is it just the artists? So, so sometimes, right. yeah. sometimes you get one, and sometimes, it's yeah, just, it, it depends know. in the in the in the category that the, the nomination goes. Because if it's a nomination that you're they're 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 focusing uh, on being like a. The, the whole interpretation, the whole com- uh, the composition of the song and the arrangements, it's different because obviously the team that 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 just goes for them. But obviously you get a certificate and everything. But if the whole category goes for like a best song, uh, best recording, best album of the year, and everything, if that goes for every people. But obviously you have to get you have to have fifty three percent of participation in the album so you can get oh. an, a physical Grammy, a Latin Grammy. So you have to have different, pers- uh, have, you have to have that participation so you can get it. If not, you're going to get just a certificate, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's the way it happens. Mm. Um, and so to even be nominated for a Grammy, like, are you guys part of like a union? Cause is, I don't know. Is there like, is, is it your peers that vote? Is it based on how many, you know, singles you sell. Yeah, the the, Latin, the 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 Grammy and the Latin Grammy. They're obviously they're separated. They're constituted in the same. I think in the same. I don't I don't know how to say it, but yeah, they're obviously connected. But they're obviously they happen in different stages of the year and everything. But yeah, everyone has different ways of how the the participation starts. Obviously, you have a you have a membership. You have to prove to the to the academy that that you have credits that you have been working in different uh, different albums in your in your career and after that you get the the opportunity of of going into the into the into the academy and being a member official member that you can vote and yeah and every year you you pay your fee for being in the in the in the academy and you get the opportunity of of choosing your your votes for the different the different albums of the nomination of the year every year and that's the way it happens and different happens in, in different stages of the year. You have to vote. And yeah, that's part of that's part of the 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 thing about being an engineer and being a pro in the in the academy that you can vote for different peers. And that happens. That's the way it happens. It sounds similar to how, I mean, not like I would know anything so much about Oscars and stuff <laughs> like that. The academies. Yeah, I don't know about how it works in the Oscars. I don't know, but for music, it happens that way. I think it's very similar. You know, you're being nominated by your peers who are like the best of the best. And yeah, to, to win one is like bananas. And really quickly, you said, um, I mean, this is for the Latin Grammys. Are, right. And I keep saying the Grammys are, um, obviously they're still the Grammys, but are there two like kind of separate, separate yeah. things? 
Yeah, they're separated because obviously the American Grammys are for it's the, the, actually the, the American Grammys are the ones that started the Grammys, actually, at the end of the day. And, and later on, like, I don't know, it was like 10 years or 15 years later on that that Latin Grammys just came came in. So, so, so because obviously the music started to pop, you have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of international and Latin American uh, music that it also needs a needs a. Um, an attention. So, so yeah, that, that's the way it happened. Um, but yeah, obviously you can work, you can, you can win a Latin Grammy that actually in the, in the back are the ones that are in red are the Latin Grammys and the one that it's in black, it's a, it's a Grammy. It's an American Grammy. Ooh. So sometimes when you, when you, when you, when you work in the Latin Grammys and with different artists, sometimes that, that, that whole album it's considered uh, for American Grammy because obviously the American Grammys have a different categories of Latin Grammys, Latin music. Sorry. So yeah, it's not so easy, but 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 yeah, it happens, and it yeah. happened for me. So I'm very grateful. You have I'm very grateful. six of them. I mean, that is bananas. Like I'm overthinking. Like I remember seeing a picture of like Taylor Swift and like all her Grammys. I'm like, you got that yeah, many Grammys too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I was, I was, I was working in Mexico. I, I used to live in Mexico when I when I gained my first three Latin Grammys. That was with Natalia Lafourcade. I was, I didn't, I never expected like I was gonna go from having zero and just having certificates of of albums like an assistant, and boom, you get nominated for five Latin Grammys, and from wow. from that five nominations, we we won three as a whole team. And like four months later, we got nominated and we won uh, an American Grammy for that same album. That was crazy because I, I never expected that. And that's that's something that I really liked about my career is that I never pursued my career for working for those things. Like, no, I just worked and worked and just everything just happened. Yeah, you made sure to be really good at what you do. And then, you know, the awards come. Yeah, it comes after that. So I'm curious, really quickly, because I know with some of the film festivals as well, um, I'm with a producer and director right now. We go to a lot of film festivals and awesome. not all of the trophies are given. You may win one, but you still have to purchase it. Is that similar with the Grammys or do they give it to you or do you still kind of have to pay for it? The actual trophy. Whoops. Oh, oh hey, uh, it's Castle and it's just me interrupting my own podcast. So rude, I know. Well, I just wanted to let you know that Always Acting Up podcast is sponsored by We Audition. What's that? Well, it's the website for actors made by actors. It's the platform where you will never have to struggle to find an audition reader ever again. And the best part? You can be a reader too, where you have the chance to read with real working actors, see what they're doing in their auditions, see what their setup looks like, all while practicing and getting better with your own cold reading skills. Oh, and did I mention? You can make money on there too. Say what? Well, I guess it might be time for you to check it out for yourself. But before you do, make sure to enter in my promo code, ACTINGUP25, for 25% off your subscription for a lifetime. That is ACTINGUP25, where we can hang out and help each other with our own auditions. See you on We Audition. You may win one, but you still have to purchase it. Is that similar with the Grammys, or do they give it to you? Or do you still kind of have to pay for it? The actual trophy? No, uh... Uh, in the Latin Grammys and the American Grammys, it works like uh, you have to have the the fifty fifty three percent of participation. Obviously, uh, if you are a member, you have a little bit more more things that they can give you for the for the presentation and for that day in the in LA or in the Las Vegas. 
you have different uh, alternatives that if you're a member, they're going to give you. If you're not a member, mm. obviously, obviously you, you get the chance of getting one of those, obviously, with the, you don't have to pay extra for, for getting it. But obviously, if you're a member, a member in the academy, uh, you have different alternatives so you can um, take advantage. But yeah, you don't have to pay extra for, for getting that. And in some categories, like the best, um, the, the main ones that are like the best album of the year, best recording of the year, best song of the year, you get also a medal for, for the nominees, for the nominations. So Ooh. if you're nominated for those categories, they give you a, a, a medal uh, for the nominations. And that's something, but that only happens for those ones. But you don't have to pay it. Maybe you have to pay the, the fee if they wanted to send it to your house and the certificates and all of that. And some certificates that, that the Academy, obviously, you have to pay for them for, for different ones, obviously. But the main trophy, uh, you don't have to pay for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was always surprised because, you know, he won a couple film festivals and he's like, yeah, I won this really cool trophy, but it's like $300. I was like, wait, what? You have to pay for that? That's bananas. I mean, they're really cool, but, you know. Wow, I didn't know that about that. Yeah, I mean, these are not like big SAG productions. These are more like uh, indie film festivals and stuff like that. So I understand uh, the festivals that can only afford so much. So it kind of yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. But yeah, at the end of the day, no, uh, yeah, you, 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 you succeeded. You made it happen. Is it trophies not or whatever? But then no, nobody's going to take your your, your, how do you say your, the prize from yourself, you, you made that work. The, so. the talents and the credits and the achievements are always going to be attached to your name. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And there's a lot of credits that, that obviously I didn't have. I, I also missed getting another Latin Grammy because the producer didn't want to put me in the credits and that can happen and that, that happens. So yeah, it's it's something that happens when you're working in the industry like this. That would drive yeah, me bananas. You have to flow. Bananas. Like that if if I didn't get a credit for something that I worked on and then it, you know, was successful, I would be I would make it known somehow like y'all this was my project. Like I did this like Yeah. I, good yeah, for like, like yeah, it happens and you have to flow with it and just try to make it as as best as you can. But yeah, yeah. for sure. You're super patient. So when you win, sorry, I have like so many questions about like Grammys, Latin Go Grammys. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't, I, yeah, just for me, it's, it's perfect. I don't have right now pressure of anything. And so just flow with it. Just you can perfect. Ask you need. So, you know, the Olympics were this year. Well, 20, yeah, technically 2020, but there were 2021. And I always hear right. about these athletes and they win, you know, their medals and then they get prize money. Is it similar to that or like, do you win X amount? Not win. Is there prize money with the Grammys or is it that once you win, now you can sort of up your rates towards the next job? Yeah, well, um, yeah, you, you don't get extra money for winning one of those. Like it's, it's, it's not in the process of, of letting Grammys and Grammys that I know doesn't happen. You just get... Like I said, like if you're inside the academy, you get a benef ben beneficials like uh, maybe you get an extra ticket for the presentation in LA so you can take somebody. You go into a different parties that are a little bit limited, but you get the chance of going in, something like that. But yeah, you don't have to pay extra for, for or they, gi they give you a prize money for that. No, it doesn't happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously after you get a, a Latin Grammy, um, obviously your career goes a little bit 
higher in, in quality, but it, it just, sometimes it just works in some places, sometimes not. It, like for me, in my way, it helped me a lot gaining more, ex, more, more experience in working with a lot of people. And for working with that people, gave me the opportunity to go inside the, the Carlos Vives studio because obviously I had more, more expertise, more, more uh, practice with pressure, with uh, working with different artists and different albums. So, yeah. And obviously the Grammys always say, hey, you work in something that was very important. So right. it gives you a little bit more, more advantage. But yeah, it depends. It depends on where you are working, if you're working in the States, in Europe, where people get the grasp of what are the Latin Grammys because sometimes maybe in Europe they have different prices and maybe it's not so so much as the Latin Grammys but that depends where are, where are you right and are you can you tell us a little bit about Carlos Vives and are you at his studio right now or because you're in Colombia at the moment right yeah I'm Colombia currently right now I'm in my in my apartment in my home studio uh Couple of hours, so a couple of hours uh, before I was in the studio, I was trying to arrange some st- some stuff. But yeah, Carlos Vives is a uh, it's top 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 Colombian artist from years ago. He started here his career by by acting, but later on he went into music, and he's the one the pioneers of Colombian music because he was the one uh, making the fusion of different uh, sounds of Colombia, different genres of Colombia with rock. And he created a different path of music for for the, for Colombia and for Latin America, actually. And he's very important for Colombians, actually. He's like, wow, like he's uh, he's the one that represents the the country in a sort of way in the in the in the music side. Um, he's an amazing person. He's an amazing, talented artist. He's a he's a genius writing songs and composing lyrics. He's he has a lot of ideas. He's a person that has a lot of talent, a lot of of, of perspective about life and everything. So he he knows where he stands, and yeah. he's a great person. He very humbled, um, humble, and yeah, I'm very honored to be part of his team and being part of his studio and working side by side with him in different different music. Like since I've been working with him, like for four years and a half, I've been working a lot, a lot of a lot of music with him. And it's an amazing how music can go to different places of the world. Yeah. And he always, uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people. I say every person in Latin America knows that this guy. So it's, it's crazy. I think I always say music is universal. I, I don't think you need to yeah. understand the lyrics. I think what you hear and feel is the same. I mean, it's universal. Yeah, everybody can feel it. Everybody under, Everybody gets yeah. the gist of what you're trying to say just with music. That's why. I mean, I had a former dance yeah. career, so I, I love music. It's good for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And he, he's amazing working with other people. He's not, he's not a complicated person. And he loves to work with people that they, that he, that, that they want to work with him. And yeah, he, he always proves to himself and to his fans and to the Colombian, Colombian um, social class and everything that, that, yeah, everything he's he's very strong in representing his his country, any place that he goes, and that's something that to be proud of. Yeah, you mentioned um, you know when I think of singers and Colombia, I think of Shakira. I was like, have you guys done a yeah. collaboration with Shakira, or is that potentially in the yeah, future? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a an, a very famous collaboration with Shakira, like uh, 
I would say like one year before that I that I went into his studio. That that would be like five years ago. That he did uh, La Bicicleta uh, with Shakira, and that was a hit song. They they won a lot of awards. It's it's one of the top top songs of Latin America. So yeah, they did. But but that they're currently gonna go do it again. I don't know. I don't know. But but yeah, they did a a, a very good single back in the days, and it was it was um it was amazing. I think now that I'm like jogging my memory, I was doing a little bit of research on Carlos Vivas before, you know, before we got into this. And I want to say, I think it might actually be the music video with Carlos and Shakira. Y'all, it has like a billion views on YouTube. Yeah. Not not million. I'm talking billion with a B. Like bananas. Like, what? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it was a very amazing single and that, that single for him was very important gave him a lot of a lot of path for the future in, in sort of ways. And from that point on, he has a, he, ha, he has made a lot of a very good songs that are made it to the top. Billboard, Latin America, everything. So yeah. Yeah. And I have one more question before we go into our moment of positivity here. Since working um, with these artists, what do you think is like the biggest takeaway? Like what do you think the biggest um Good question. That. You learn from them. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that it would be uh, constant, constant. Um, how do you say? Uh, like persistence, like hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would be it. Like constant persistence of what you want to communicate with people. Um, obviously, there are a lot of bad songs. There are a lot of songs that are not produced well and maybe the lyrics are not the best ones. But when you work with people that are making very good songs and they have a lot of very positive uh, positive thinking in the lyrics, in the, in the way that the, the music is it's combined. And sometimes as, like Carlos, Carlos is the one, is, I think that would be like the, the only artist, the Colombian artist that makes songs that, that, that support social problems, that support uh, a lot of things that maybe you're not seeing, but the, the whole community are, are living. Maybe it could be insecurity. It could be something very positive. It could be sports. Like Carlos Mela, a song that it's, it's based for the, the, the how do you say, the, the bikers from Colombia that went to the, that are the ones that are doing the, the whole competitions in the world. And they're oh. very proud um, sports sportsmen in here in Colombia. So he's the one that I, that it's building things that are supporting the community, supporting the social problems, supporting everything. And when you see that that way, hey, like you're doing something very positive for people at the end of the day and doing it by your songs. And that's something that I I'm really proud that I can work with people that are, that are doing that because other people are doing just music for business and that's it. And yeah, that happens and it's and it's. And it's, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's reality. Yeah. But when you're working with people that are doing extra, it's something that's very, it's very nice, actually. I respect that. And I love that so much. And I always say this because you hear so many songs about romance or like, I bought, you know, this nice chain yeah. with my million dollars. And I'm like, yeah. if you have a platform where you could reach like millions and millions of people, like millions. why wouldn't you want to put yeah. something like more positive and like uplifting or more like positive. something a little bit, you know, yeah. stronger. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's, you can, you can do a, a music that is sad, 
because of situations that happen with your boyfriend, and that's and that's positive at the end of the day because people can can really? can connect with your with your music, and that's fine. I'm not saying that that's not positive. Yeah, it's positive, but sometimes lyrics and, and that happens in rap, that happens in reggaeton, that maybe lyrics are not so positive. And yeah, I would say that that's not something that I would support a lot because, like you said, you're you're reaching a lot of a lot of people that you can change their life because of listening to music and, and it's, it happens. Absolutely. I love that. Boom. That's going to trans transition us here into the moment of positivity. I feel like we are halfway there already. So at, sure. the, at the end of every podcast, I like to finish with a moment of positivity, something awesome. um, that maybe keeps you motivated, something that you've heard, maybe a quote, and uh, I would be honored if you had any you know, words of advice or anything to share with us. I'm not so good on re- remembering, but the one that I really love, uh, that actually I I also put it in the in recording in Daily Film School when I went two years ago for the for the Spotlight Academy Awards. Um, I was saying awards for the people that were that were just uh, graduation, and it's something that my sister always told me that. The, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And that's something that always, <laughs> always, 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 it, I just think about it. And it's very important because the things that you do today are going to affect your life in three to five years later. So it's, it's very, very powerful. Gosh, that's so important because I think a lot of times we're like, maybe maybe you plant the seed and you're like, oh, nothing's working. It's not happening. But you're like, oh, it has to grow a little bit. Like it's going to take a little bit of time. And just knowing yeah. that you will have the food or success later on, ugh, patience. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and it happens because everything that it has hard work, everything just you have to understand that life is p- putting everything in your door, but it has to happen in certain time because you're not ready, because you're not in the in the right spot. But everything just grasp when you understand that. Absolutely, that was fantastic. Uh, so. Andy, you said I can call you Andy. <laughs> sure. How can, if anybody wants to stay in contact with you or ask you any questions, I know you're pretty quiet on social media. Is there some way, you know, maybe, I don't know, you, I know you have some videos out there. What would be the best way to kind of reach you or learn a little bit more about you? Like, I'm, I'm very open. Like, uh, I don't try to be like, yeah, I know like currently right now, social media, it's like the, the whole thing. And I try to communicate what I'm doing in the industry. And that's something that I do with social media. And yeah, you you can they, people can add me and just say, hey, I I I I listen to you on the on, on acting up podcast, and just we can start building up conversations. I don't mind; we can talk about anything, and for me, it would be a pleasure doing it. Uh, I do it by Instagram. Um, yeah, people can reach me by by my email also, and um, not a problem at all. I, I'm very open to to help other people. Like, you know, hey, how can how can you do it in the industry? Or maybe just we can talk about different entrepreneur things. Not a problem. And but for what, sure. what is your social media handle? Social media for me, it's um, yeah, I think it's it's Andy Boza, like Andy A N D Y, uh, Andy Boza B, like from uh, B, like Bermudas B O Z A. And, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of social, but, but yeah. And after that, Boza with the same, with the same A as Boza, it's audio. So it's, it's actually, it's, it's, I don't know if you can see it. 
Um, but, hang tight. But it's uh, it's, it's not it's not audio. it's not showing up. But I, oh, and not showing. Those are audio. I'll post it in the Bones comment section audio, below. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I have yeah, this correct information. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You can send it. You can send the emails also. And it's, it's not a problem. Like I'm always very open. So if people want to reach out and just talk about everything, it's it's, it's always important to know uh, different people from different stages, different whatever. It's it's always very important to do that. Absolutely. And we're all going to be cheering you on because the Latin Grammys are uh, next week, whenever the 18th week, is yeah. of November. We are so excited. Um, you have some nominations. Uh, are you going to be doing anything special for it? Are you attending it? Like, What's like the No, not this year. Not this year. I couldn't have the opportunity of going this year because um, I would, two, two months ago, uh, I was, I'm, I'm a new dad. So Congratulations. So- yeah, oh thanks gosh. so much. So it been it been it it has been crazy. A lot of things have happened, and I have I have I, I couldn't stop work. And obviously, my my daughter was born. So a lot of things. And I was, I'm waiting actually more for the for December that I'm gonna go for a long vacations. So this time I couldn't go for for the Latin Grammys. Carlos is gonna be there. He's gonna he's gonna perform and everything. Um, but I think next year, next year, definitely, I'm going to be going to, to Las Vegas because yeah, we're going to have very good, very good positive albums for, for that, for that year. That is so exciting. Congratulations. Um, as you guys know, who are Thanks listening, so Andy, I don't know if you know, but I actually am based here in Las Vegas. So. Oh, great. <laughs> I was, great. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I know the Latin Grammys were in Vegas last year. And I just couldn't seem to find the information for this year, but yeah, I think they are here at the T-Mobile center. So next year, this year, yours truly will be here. I'd oh, love they're, to... they're, they're, they change it. They change it to the T-Mobile. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Okay, well, I'm pretty great. sure it's the T-Mobile arena here, but I, yeah, could be because wrong. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Some, they always do it in the MGM, but, but if they're going to do it in the T-Mobile, that, that would be awesome to have different, different venues. That would be awesome. Different, different adventures over there. But yeah, uh, I, next year, definitely I'm going to be there and definitely we're going to meet. So yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm for so sure, excited. Sure. We'll be cheering you on. Um, good luck. Thanks and so much. Thank you so much for joining us, you guys. This has been fantastic. Yeah, and and I, I was going to say that we need to talk more because I would love to, to support you on your podcast. I'm, yes. I've been doing a lot of things with Immersive Sound for my company that it's called Decora. And I would definitely love to to work with you in, in doing some different perspective experience for, for your fans in your podcast because awesome. I would love to do that with Immersive Sound. You guys, that's awesome. Thank you. We're so excited. Um, make sure to like you guys if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, make sure to do that little alarm next to the subscribe button so you get notified every time I release a new episode. This one, of course, you guys are going to be listening to. It's going to be on November 17th. The Latin Grammys are awesome. November 18th. 18, so yeah. On. That's going to be awesome. One day before. One day before. We are excited, you guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much.